Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. We are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Chris is here somewhere pushing buttons behind the Floating scenes. around. Right. That's that's a great way Where to put at? it. Just kind of floating Where around. He can pop in and out just, at any time. Pop in. But Say it's hello. just Kyle and I. There, see, there he is. And, and, and if you're watching on YouTube, where we are now a oh. daily vidcast for you in addition to being in your podcast feeds vidcast, I like that. You, you, you just saw you just saw chris schubert just kind of appear and disappear he's on the control panel kyle what's up man happy monday to you yeah you know i got busted i was jamming out here i usually jam out to the intro stuff and the guy I, I gotta figure out on the vidcast which i've never used as the phrasing before but i like um got to figure out when that cut is so i don't embarrass mm. myself like i did today so if you're just listening to the podcast you now have multiple motivations <laughs> to go to the draft network's youtube channel and uh, come say hello and, and check out uh, the video version of the podcast you should also have motivation to hit bet online it's the number one Ooh. spot to wager again and look football football might be over but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops and from the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet online is your number one source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. It is truly the best spot in the business. They even have the Vegas casino games it is your number one online wagering destination and bet online is where the game starts all right kyle it's like a new world here right we're on video doing the normal stuff we're going to talk about damian parson and his debut mock draft for the draftnetwork.com right. today ever mock. yeah welcome i yeah. i gave the obligatory angry gif reply to the first share from the main account because that like you have not done a mock draft until somebody's either puts us like the trash can emoji or anything like that. Mm-hmm. who was that that got the trash can emoji but uh Maybe last week from you oh, oh right yeah that's true or two weeks ago um, when it was so, my mock draft <laughs> but uh yeah we're, we're super pumped for damien to have joined the party officially uh with his first mock draft of the season and um some good some bad we're going to talk about it all here on the show that's the plan. So first of all, make sure you guys are following Damian Parson on Twitter at DP NFL. He's a, Please he's do. a stud, man. Great, great addition to the staff fairly recently. And we've got a chance to spend time with him and he's a grinder. He, I love his energy, right? He's, he's a big time energy guy. He makes the room that you're in better. And I love that about him. And I, he knows ball, man. This guy can talk football nonstop i i I know that i know that for a fact and so so i love are you building him up as we get ready to knock him down no i just feel like we haven't talked about dp (laughs) you know what i mean like this guy works really hard he works with us every day like we've spent some good time around him and now that we're highlighting his mock draft today it's it's fair to to kind of give my guy a little bit of uh 
love here to start things off. And the uh, the talent factor, he and Keith Sanchez doing a new podcast yeah. once a week, which has nice been shot. good. Two episodes so far, so make sure you guys mm-hmm. go head over, hit subscribe. But uh, Joe, we're going to start with out of Damien's uh, mock draft right down here at the bottom. Mm, Favorite wow. pick and biggest surprise from Kyle, Damien's. You like Vanna White, you can point at something and it changes colors and everything. That I was mean, amazing. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay this is bad audio Chris is well we have to it. think it's about chris. audio and video right it's chris has the chris. controls he's he's, he's asleep pull, the puppet master i was hoping he would switch to the next segment and then yeah. come back but he didn't do it for me no, so he didn't do it. Uh, favorite pick and biggest surprise from damien's mock do you have one of or the other mm. in which you would like to start with? oh well i have i have them all ready to go i'll give you my favorite well, pick right and, yeah yeah give me favorite pick yeah my favorite pick is number 28 to the Green Bay Packers, Ohio State wide receiver, Chris Olave. And I know right off the bat, there's going to be this natural desire to respond and say the Green Bay Packers aren't picking a receiver in the first round because they never do. Okay, I hear you. But this is Damian calling the shots. And my favorite thing that he did was give the Packers a receiver like Chris Olave, especially because in the analysis, he talks about this is under the um impression that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback and could you imagine a more perfect spot for Chris Olave to go than to Green Bay with with Aaron Rodgers an accurate quarterback like that with a route running and ball skills and speed that Chris Olave gives you I think it'd be a wonderful compliment to what they want to do offensively my favorite pick of the entire first round that he presented my favorite was 14 sauce Gardner to the Ravens of all teams you think they obviously have Marlon Humphrey as a big physical corner who didn't finish the year this past year due to injuries but that was like what half of the entire Ravens starting lineup at the beginning of the year ended up on IR at the end of the year so um that team got hammered and and you do have Marcus Peters as somebody who you're going to have to financially make a decision on because you got two big money corners and if you can transition from Marcus Peters to Sauce Gardner. And Joe, we we did we did Sauce Gardner last week in cross checks for our entire group. So this was the first time I had done an intimate deep dive on Sauce Gardner's tape. And I might end up having this guy as the top corner in the class. <laughs> I really, really liked him. And I understand there's the concern here is functional athleticism, playing him in space. But if you're going to continue to be a blitz-heavy defense like Baltimore has been, and they're making a defensive coordinator change, but Mike McDonald, uh, who was the D.C. In, in Michigan last year, was very blitz-heavy as well, and previously was the linebackers coach in Baltimore, you would have to think there's going to be a continuation of that ideology on how you play defense. And if you got Marlon Humphrey on one side, playing press when you're blitzing, and you got Sauce Gardner on the other side, and you watch Sauce in the the game in the semifinal against Alabama, and he showcased the mm-hmm. ability to mirror guys and come inside where he had more full 360 and didn't have the protection from the sideline, which is something people probably talk about when they talk about his ability to uh, play in space versus being a perimeter-only guy and how athletic he is. <sighs> That's a beautiful fit, and I love the value at 14. Uh, it makes all the sense in the world from a scheme perspective for me. That was my favorite pick. Strong choice, man. There'd be nowhere to go with the ball. I mean, those two outside guys are going to be capped. You got Young in the slot. He's going to tackle somebody immediately. You got fast-to-flow linebackers. 
I mean, come on. Now. You're going to have to have to try and get you better hope you have two tight ends that are really capable yeah. of contributing in the passing game or you yeah. got to do a ton of motion and try and hope for shallow yeah. stuff across the middle running away from leverage. I mean, that that's how you got to do it. Kyle, my biggest surprise was at number five, the New York Giants selecting Florida State edge Jermaine Johnson. And man, I love Jermaine Johnson. But when I saw him at five, my eyes lit up. Um, we had been talking about him being in play for the Jets at 10 or you know, the Vikings at 12, um, you know, Eagles at 15. Top five, man, that's really, really, really rich. And uh, I, 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 on one hand, don't hate it because I'm a big fan of Johnson and his skill set. But there was some sticker shock, I'm not going to lie, when I saw him that early yeah. in this mock draft. My uh, my biggest surprise was at 25. The Buffalo Bills drafted a corner in the first round. <laughs> and I understand. I understand. You know, I very easily could have gone Chris Olave just from like a trends perspective, right? Yeah. But um, you know, Trey White, hoping that he's able to come back fully healthy next year and, and maintain all of the athleticism that he has as a player. Uh, but I know athleticism at corner was an area where well, Buffalo got hurt a little bit down the stretch. So a pick like Kyler Gordon makes a lot of sense, but you've been calling for a corner early in the draft for Buffalo for about three <laughs> yeah. years now. And they just, it just doesn't it. fit those guidelines, right? They just don't do it. So maybe Levi Wallace being, um, he's an expiring contract, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe him being an expiring contract and potentially going somewhere else would spur this to happen. Uh, but just based on the trends of Buffalo, that was one that jumped out at me as like, Oh, like, He's he's trying to will this thing into existence so Joe can, Joe can prosper and have a, another stud corner on his roster in Buffalo. It's weird whenever I because I see a lot of mock drafts with the Bills taking corner. I'm like, okay, sounds good. I don't know if it'll happen. You know, Kyler Gordon right. um, has like a background in kung fu. Yeah, really? Man. Yeah, kung fu and something else that I, I it's, what is, what is it with the Washington defenders and the martial arts? Because did, remember, uh, Halohi Kikaha was like big time into jujitsu or judo or whatever it was. Oh, competitive dance, trend. competitive dance and Kung Fu okay, for so, Kyler Gordon. Oh, I was going to say, if it wasn't Kung Fu, but it was competitive dance, I was going to say that he kind of went the other direction on you on that. <laughs> but competitive dance is one good feet, right? You'd have to Not think. Be surprised You'd have that to think. The man's got good feet. And he's got sweet feet on film too. Not surprised. <laughs> yes, he does. So the, you're going to have to educate me. Will be fun, but you're going to have to educate me on what. Tell me why the context of that is as our next mm. segment here on the show. Yeah, so you can do a lot of fun things with this. Um, so for I'll give you my answer for this week. Tell my me tell me why is tell me why the Carolina party. Panthers shouldn't pick. Malik Willis, if they go quarterback at six, that's my tell me why. Or like you can spin it so many different ways. Tell me why this should be the pick made here. Tell me why this happened. Tell me why this didn't happen. So for me, it's, hey, if Carolina's not going to go quarterback or is going to go quarterback at six, you got to make that pick to be Malik Willis. And I wish you knew how hard it was to talk while you're singing. I hope I said something intelligent there because I have no idea what I said. I, I just imagine, because we get complaints, right, when I go on these bits every once in a while. 
be like, I really wish you would just <laughs> shut up and let. Right. That was that was me <laughs> telling you, shut up. So for me, it's it's Jordan Davis at 17. Tell me why that should be a selection that the Chargers make. I, I you think about potentially losing Mike Williams at wide receiver. Got plenty of opportunities to continue to upgrade on the offensive line, specifically at right tackle. Need another pass rusher in a big way. Kenneth Murray, we were a little worried about the early development and progression there. Tell me why we're taking a nose tackle. And Damian, you know, he makes a good point. His Chargers ranked defense was 30th in the league against the run. But if you're drafting him there, you're almost stating and expecting that you're going to get some level of passing down production out of Jordan Davis. And I know you did his cross check over the weekend, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you saw my grade. I did. I did. Yes. And I did see your grade. So maybe we can use that as a teaser for a deeper discussion about Jordan Davis. But I think both of our perception of Jordan as a player versus what this selection in this range with the other relative needs and the availability of other players in the draft in the second half of, of the first round um, just gives me some questions. So I don't think I'm buying that pick. Is there, is there anywhere that it's going to make sense for him to go into top 32 where you're not going to have that exact same question? Like, Oh, I hear you. He's a great run stuffer, but they could have got a corner or they could have got a left tackle or they could have got a pass rusher. Like where's that spot where it's going to make sense? Where we I won't mean, have that same follow-up question. I would absolutely love him, and I'm not advocating for this, but I would love him in a place like Detroit if you just perceive he's the best player available on the board at 32. I do think Green Bay, if they do move on from Aaron Rodgers and they get draft capital to invest other things earlier in the draft to pair him with with Kenny Clark would be pretty exciting. So there's a couple different spots where – later in the first round, I think you can justify it as a best player available pick, but like he's not Vita Vea. And if, if you're expecting right. Vita Vea, like go recheck the tape and go watch Vita at Washington. Speaking of Washington the defenders. Is, that is, are he Dexter is he Dexter Lawrence? Is he Dexter Lawrence? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Good discussions are coming. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best Nord v NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can head over to NordVPN and you can use it on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. And with NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by using nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. 
Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenience convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, Kyle, it's time for some sneaky good selections. We each have a choice here. I have mine. You want to lead on this one? No, I'm, I'm going to take the bull by the horns here, if you don't mind. Okay. I'll lead this thing off. I'm looking at 22. The Raiders with Jamison Williams. Uh, I got a chance over the weekend to, as we're working through our cross-check, do the deep dive into Alabama offense, and that's Mechie, Williams, Neal, Brian Robinson, like, all those dudes. I, I got a chance to dig into the tape and holy cow. Jameson is this year's rack God. He, he took that title from Garrett Wilson in my eyes, as far as what he could do after the catch, but it was also winning vertically down the field. It was the fact that this dude played on special teams and was smacking the taste out of people's mouths as a gunner on punt team and return kicks like the versatility that he has. And if he doesn't tear his ACL, He's not there at 22, not, not no with the season that he just had. So for the Raiders in an offense with Derek Carr, who's shown the ability to push the ball down the field, you got Darren Waller on the outside. You got Hunter Renfro as a, a really tough slot. Jamison Williams as the vertical component who doesn't just have to be a vertical component. You can get the ball in his hands quickly underneath and play some screen games type stuff. I'm really excited about seeing what Coach McDaniels and Derek Carr can end up doing with Jamison Williams, and it's a, a really good value that just happens because the player unfortunately had an injury late in the season. Mine is at 26, the Tennessee Titans selecting Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah. And look, if if they bring back Ben Jones, then this wouldn't be a necessary selection, but Ben Jones is an aging player on an expiring contract, and so they may look – to the draft to find his replacement. And I think Tyler Linderbaum at 26 is a really good scheme fit and obviously a really good player. I think he could come in and be their answer at center for a long, long time. They love the zone rushing offense. Obviously that's what Linderbaum projects best to. And um, I think it's, it's an interesting conversation with Linderbaum because on one hand, he's probably one of the best 15 players in the draft, just based on tape alone. But we start factoring in the scheme specificity that comes with him, the size uh, Lance Zerline said this week on his podcast that he sat down with Tyler Linderbaum and Linderbaom said to him that he's 6'2", 290. He just came out and said that. Like he didn't – I mean, yeah. you'd expect don't, him to maybe – Don't run from it, though. Don't right, run from it, it. It's what he is, but it's not like he sat down and said, oh, yeah, I'm 6'3", 305, and then he's going to show up uh, at the combine and be nothing close to that, right? Like he said, I'm 6'2", 290. So we'll see what he actually yep. measures, but I'm guessing that's going to be pretty – pretty close to what he is 
he's taking the Band-Aid off. He's not. He's doing yeah. what Kenny Pickett should have done with his hand size, right? right. Kenny Pickett hey, I'm not that big, guys. You measure, you measure your hand size. Okay, it is what it is. Okay, we're going to talk about it for 24 hours, and then practice is going to start, and we're going to move on, and, and you'll hear as a secondary afterthought for the rest of the cycle, but that's it. It's like what yeah. Kyler did with his with his height, right? Kyler, you know, he yeah. built up, built up, built up, like mysteriously didn't get – like what was the weird thing about his height? He didn't initially like, wasn't it? It didn't come out like he didn't measure with everyone else or something like that with the quarterbacks. And later on, it came out or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like they tried to like gloss over it, just like Devontae Smith with his weight, right? Like you've created an additional eight or four weeks of skepticism. Like good for for Tyler being like, yo, this is what I am. Like, go ahead, pitch your fit about it, but then put the tape back on and watch me do the drills, right? right? And watch watch me probably rep out 35 on the bench press because I don't have long arms and I'm going to be able to do that. So if we, as we have speculated over landing spots for Linderbaum, because there is some specificity regarding him, I hadn't thought about Tennessee, but with Ben Jones being an expiring contract, it makes a lot of sense, especially when Tennessee is kind of a tough team to project here late in the first round. Um, we know that they don't want a linebacker, right? Like that's been a popular thing. And, and courtesy uh, of Justin Mello, he's let us know, like, look, they have Zach Cunningham, David Long's their best linebacker. They're good. Um, and then you start thinking about receivers and that's certainly on, on the table. But, you know, sometimes the value for receivers on day two, there's not a lot of centers in this draft, right? Like, so if you want right. to get one and you're going to run zone, like Linderbaum's your guy. And I think that's a sneaky good pick for Tennessee at 26. So best values, and Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I assume I don't get it is the pick that you – or the the decision in the mock that just confuses you the most. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big superlative guy like you, so make sure I just get get my P's and Q's lined up properly. Uh, So best value, you want to start that one? Sure. No, I want to start the next one. I really want to start the next one. So So my best – where was it? sitting here flipping through it i had it i thought one of the best value picks of this draft checked in with uh, pittsburgh at 20 with charles cross i know we have our questions about cross and his size and his ability to anchor and there's the stigma that's attached to playing offensive tackle in the air raid offense but you got this guy at 20 when you have a desperate needed offensive tackle. That's really good value. And it happens to fit a need for a team that in the midst of their transition did not force a quarterback. Uh, and, and obviously we had Malik Willis and Matt Corral came off the board beforehand, uh, but instead took a player in Charles Cross that I thought based on, I still have not done the deep dive, but really surprised me with how well he anchored against who did we watch as an edge rusher that just, we just talked about it. Which of these Um, edge rushers did we just cross check that played against Mississippi state? And I was like, wow, I was really surprised at how well he handled that. Uh, Was it, it was Leal, wasn't it? Yes. It was Leal. Yeah. He handled Leal's power at 290 really, really well. And that, that was a big one for me. Like, okay, now, obviously, you still want to see him go against more high-polished pass rushers, but 
he's highly polished in pass protection. So that's the least of my worries with Charles Cross. So I think Cross at 20, especially when, you know, we had the run on tackles that went where you had a Quanu at four and Neil at one and Penning at seven for the next one to really kind of trickle all the way down to 20, I thought was great value. I've got the same thing down, Kyle. Charles Cross, That's number awesome. 20 to Pittsburgh. Um, here's the thing is, we, like, if Charles Cross was a top 10 pick in a mock draft, we wouldn't think twice about it, right? Oh, yeah, makes sense. Getting right. him at 20, like we, like you said, a, a need for Pittsburgh. They need a tackle. Um, I think it's great value at a premium position, and you don't often find that at this point in the first round. And, you know, I know that Charles Cross has all the athleticism in the world necessary to be a really, really, really good pass blocker. But when you think about him going to kind of a pop gun offense there for Matt Canada and Pittsburgh, where it's a lot of quick sets it kind of give him the opportunity, I think, to be able to play early and not necessarily have to transition to, yeah, the deeper sets that, that are, are inevitably going to come later in his career. So I think it's a, a good fit on top of being a good value. All right, so for I don't get it, and I wanted to lead this one off because my pick is uh, 29, uh, Miami Dolphins, Drake London uh, as the pick here. And and I I certainly understand getting wide receiver help for Miami. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I just don't necessarily love it being Tra- Drake London, who's kind of like a legit six-foot-five, good speed and route-running ability for his size, but I still don't think he's going to be a top-tier separator in the NFL. And he's certainly not going to be a guy that I is going to be a great yards after catch guy. And I just feel like for the Dolphins to to use a, a, re, a first round pick on a receiver, I would want a, a player that's a cleaner projection to the style of offense that they're going to run under Mike McDaniel. And I'm, I just don't know that Tua is the type of receiver, or excuse me, quarterback, that's really going to mesh and maximize a receiver like Drake London. I think Drake London would be a perfectly good pick for other teams. I didn't love it for Miami considering scheme and quarterback. Well, that's that was my initial reaction too. But as you sit here and you think about like the receivers in San Francisco's offense, presuming they're they're going to translate a lot of that over, wide receivers who block in the running game to help create explosives on the ground is a really important piece of the puzzle. So from that perspective, I get it. I, I get big-bodied guy, Devontae Parker. We don't know if he's going to be on the roster. Preston Williams, uh, you'd be better off without him on taking a roster spot because he can't play teams for you at all, and he's a depth receiver at best, right? So maybe you bring back Mac Hollins. Uh, I'd be thrilled for that. But the rest of the receivers are that like – That guy will block. Team. Yes. Mac, well, Mac Hollins, Hollins, is one of the be- Mac Hunter- Hollins is one of the best gunners in football. But think yeah, about, I'm... like, when when did the 49ers draft Juwan Jennings? A few years ago. Yeah, but what round? Like, what range of the draft? Mid- middle rounds, wasn't it? It wasn't, like, super late, was it? Right. It was, like, the third round, I believe. <sighs> we got to look. I believe up. he was a top almost... 100 pick for San Francisco. Juwan Jennings, here he is. Seventh round. We are way off. <laughs> Seventh round pick. Who, who, who's the guy that they picked in Jalen Hurd? You're thinking of the Baylor kid, Jalen Hurd. Yeah, Jalen Hurd is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know he was a, a third round selection. So, like, they've gone after bigger body guys, but they've had Juwan Jennings and Jalen Hurd. They've had these kinds of body types in the wide receiver room. 
So if I were to just play devil's advocate and like, I don't like the pick personally, if you're going to tell me they're going to draft a receiver, Jahan Dotson's on the board and win at 32. Give me Jahan Dotson and Jalen Waddle and like, let's get really crazy as far as the speed and separation that we're going to have. But it's like Drake London at 6'5", 209, right? Like he's a tall, slender build. And I, maybe he's a great blocker. Well, a I haven't watched his tape he's like a bully. that. Is, but like Jalen Hurts, 230 pounds at 6'5". That's fair. To me, it's like, and maybe this is, you can answer this better than I can. But to me, it's like, okay, if you just want this big slot, bring back Gusecki. But maybe the problem with Gusecki is that even as a slot receiver, he can't block. Uh, I, I think that, and I think separation is still a problem with Mike as well. They're right, in this weird so- upside down place. Shout out Stranger Things season four coming up. That uh, they use him <laughs> as a wide receiver because he can't block, but then his separation is towards the bottom of separation for all tight ends across the league. He's been like bottom eight in separation in these last four years. Right. He's a a unique talent. I think a vertical offense like Los Angeles would probably make a lot of sense for him. Go to the Chargers. Go play with Justin Herbert and Prosper. Uh, The the thing that I don't get is Kayvon Thibodeau going in front of Aiden Hutchinson. Those two picks. I would have said this too, but I said it last week, so – yeah, well, here we are. It's my turn to say it. <laughs> yep. um, Aiden is a high floor player, which I get, but Aiden's also a high ceiling player. And Gabon is a stud. He's one of my top five prospects available in this draft. I've done the deep dive. I've watched the tape. But if you had to tell me that I was going to pick a pass rushing who was going to ideally play as close to 100% of my snaps as reasonably possible based on the depth of my room, I would pick Aiden 10 times out of 10. I think we look at KT and we're expecting a four five and that really gets the excited, gets the juices flowing. But we say this like Aiden's probably not going to run mid four, six. And right. not, he's going to be bigger. KT's right. 250. He's, right. He's like 15, 20, 25 pounds bigger, depending. I, I'd expect closer to 15 because he's going to want to run fast and be explosive. Yeah, it'd be 265 or something like that. Right. Yeah, right. 260 maybe. But he, he's going to test very explosive especially for 265 like i'd what would you set the over under at his 40 yard dash at like and i, I understand 40 yards, yeah and i understand the 40 yard dash is not a spectrum that, that really moves the needle versus the 10 yard split and the vertical jump and the broad jump and all that kind of stuff but like he's on the record with all those things as being dynamic too four six seven is where i'd put it okay and i'd probably take the under I probably would too. That guy's going to be, he's going to be so ready for it. You know what I mean? Like from a nutrition perspective, from a technique perspective, like he is fast, but he's also going to maximize his ability to test with what all the work that he's doing to get ready for this thing. Do you you think the league's going to cave with the perceived boycott? 150 prospect. It's like, it's like half the field is ready to, ready to boycott. I don't blame him though. I, yeah, I, I don't blame them either. It's like, I hate it all, Kyle. Combine, I hate it all. The whole thing with the combine is to make the whole thing as inconvenient as possible, right? They want to really test how much you love football. But like when you're putting their routine and you're putting their nutrition and you're putting their bodies at risk to do surface level testing that you're going to get another sample size out of a pro day anyway. If I was a player 
And you told me I couldn't have my team around me to help make sure that I am as finely tuned as possible for an event that has nothing to do with football. I'd be pretty pissed too. And remember, nobody participated in the combine last year. This is not, this is not the sequence of events that you want. If you want participation. Right. So I think, I think the league's going to very quickly come to a, a compromise at the very least, if not just say, you know, you know what, never mind. (laughs) We're not going to (laughs) bubble, but we'll see. Uh, We shall see. Uh, We shall see all of you tomorrow on yet another vidcast episode of draft dudes or potentially just on the podcast stream. If video is not your thing, no worries, Uh, but definitely recommend you guys check it out at least once. See if it, It'll float your boat. You never know. I want to thank our friends over at Bet Online uh, for their continued support of the show and for being one of the most outstanding resources you could possibly dream of for all your betting needs. So make sure you check them out as well. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris, come say goodbye to the people, please. Thank Chris for all his hard work on the video production side of things. There, there he is. Have a good one. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks so much for checking out Draft Dudes. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.